0: And good morning. Every time Alicia asks, How have you seen God's love? I, I always think upon the fact that He is patient with this sinner. <laughs> you know, uh, just to see how amazing the person of Christ is. Um, I was reading, uh, reading a little bit of John Strott's uh, Basic Christianity and uh, he just talks about like the immensity of, of how Jesus stands out beyond all the characters of history and how it's a question that everyone has to wrestle with. They can't really dodge it of who is this man? You know, This, this man of Galilee, this man of Nazareth, uh, this, this Savior born to save sinners as he goes on in the book. It's, it's a really good one, basic Christianity, if you want to pick it up. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> it's been a long week. I hope and pray you have had a good week. Has it been a good week, Liberty? Yeah, 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 somewhere, right? As me and Don were talking, it's like, you know, you just put put the brain in neutral and ride the roller coaster, right? <laughs> just see where, it, see where it happens to stop, you know, but, and trust the Lord all the way through it, you know, and, and hopefully we're ready to start another one because it's Sunday, and uh, we are glad to have you guys here with us as we can look at the Word together. You know, we can, we can look through the weeks, we can look through the years, and we can give thanks to the Lord above you know, for all of the blessings that He has poured out upon us. You know, and that we would take time to, to count our blessings and name them one by one, right? That's a good old hymn, you know. As the Lord has blessed us with life, For he alone has formed and framed the heavens and the earth. Genesis cries it out, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. No other little sacred text out there, little scribe dude, somebody out there in the darkness thought those words up. They are the breathed out words of God, and that's how the book starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Lord framed everything that we see and don't see, right? everything of the unseen world, you know, the spiritual world, but even the little itty-bitty cells that we, as we've advanced in our engineering and how we see how all these mechanisms work, they keep on developing telescopes uh, that to see the, the glories of heaven and then these microscopes that see the glory of the little machines within us. How cool is that, right? And we see that He has created all of that. And then we see that He has created us in His own image male and female he created them and he has blessed us with life and he has given us a creation to have dominion to have rule or stewardship over and to fill right to be fruitful and multiply it's one of the first commandments given to humanity to fill this place with image bearers to give glory to God and then thankfully he has blessed us with salvation Because as the book goes on, as the beginning, right? The beginnings, that's what Genesis means. It's the book of beginnings. We fell. We fell from our, our place. We fell from walking in fellowship with God. So God, the God of grace, came to save us. Echoing Genesis, John writes this in his Gospel introduction. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him, not anything made that was made. Not anything (laughs) made that was made. So, nothing without Him, right? Mm -hmm. I always feel like every translator is like, how do we make that sentence make sense, right? You know, it's like, there's nothing here without Him, period. (laughs) Explanation mark. And then it goes on. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light, right, the true light, as John goes on, shines forth so that he would overwhelm everything that has overcome us by our choice of disobedience. The thing that happened to Adam and Eve, they took of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, and they disobeyed. And that's the original and the ongoing problem, right? Paul says it like this He, speaking of Jesus, He is the image of the invisible, the firstborn of all creation. For in Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Just in case you missed it, Paul goes on, right? All things were created through him and for him. That includes us. That includes the big, humongous galaxy that we keep on seeing and the itty-bitty little bugs, right? They're all for him. As Jeannie says, right? Itty-bitty tiny living space, right? Sorry. Watching too many Disney movies lately. They keep on coming up. But, you know, everything is created through him and for him. earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross. It's an awesome description of the love of God. It's an awesome description of the fact that this world is his and his alone. Right? I always like the, you know, the joke that you know the scientists go to God and they're like, "Hey, we figured it out. We can make life without you." And oh yeah, let me see. Right? And they they start picking up some dirt and he's like, "Hey, get your own." Oh So it's like, no, you can't. You can't. You can't do it. And he came. He came to seek reconciliation. He brought grace to bear upon the rebellious sinners here. And he has love for all of us ungodly. We confess the Son. And that's what John is going to talk about in his first letter as we go on today. And if we confess the Son, we have eternal life through him. That is the message that the church carries throughout the ages. Let's uh, start in a word of prayer before we turn to the Scripture. Father God, we we thank You for Your grace and mercy. We thank You that we can take time to to be together, to to fellowship, to uh, fix upon the love of God found in Christ alone that as we look forward to soup salad and breadsticks and oh, so much more that might be down there as we wait upon that eagerly, that we would eagerly study your word and eagerly be about your will and way in this life. Lord, thank you for this last week. Thank you for this next week to come. No matter whatever trials and tribulations come our way, that we can trust in you and hope in you. Because in Christ Jesus, we have hope that is not of this world. It is is not something wishy-washy. It is not something that can be taken away. But that nothing separates us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Be with us in this time. Rid us of of all of our distractions, of everything that's happened, everything that's going to happen, all of our insecurities and everything going on, Lord, that we can just fix upon you and open up the book. And know you more. I thank you for today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You guys uh, all know about Answers in Genesis, right? It's a ministry out in Kentucky, right? Kentucky. I like saying Kentucky. (laughs) But 10 years ago, A whole decade ago, Ken Ham and Bill Nye the science guy, right? Bill, Bill, Nye the science guy. Anybody? No? Yeah, come on, PBSers, let's hear it. (laughs) And, you know, I love that show, but, you know, that 10 years ago, a decade ago, I, I, you know, I was, like, here and there of, like, different stuff, and it's kind of cool talking about creation and thinking about that, you know, and thinking about that debate, and that debate really helped me see, oh, man, this is true, god created god formed and framed and and it's a really cool ministry really you know a lot of different questions you can you can answer and ask them and they they'll show you as ken ham said in that debate 10 years ago there is a book you know and i i always kind of resonated with that and that's actually one of my facebook memories from this last week i was like yeah dude that's like forever ago back in the day when everyone wasn't on their cell phone hey how are you i'm good how are you? <laughs> it's like a whole whole lifetime ago but there is a book well oh, please turn in your Bibles to uh first John chapter two. I'm just gonna forewarn you, I think there's gonna be a lot of rabbit trails today. <laughs> Isn't there obies, right? You know. All right. Pastor did three introductions, what's going on? <laughs> Now the word is living and active, and it has agency. But First John chapter two verses twenty-one through twenty-five are the verses of the day. In this passage, John writes this: "I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth." who is the liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has a Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He made to us. Eternal life. Like, you ever get goosebumps reading Scripture? I'm like, yeah, this is good, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. That's all good. John wants us to know As we've talked about the sharpie, right? I feel like John's like the guy that loves the sharpie. He's like, I'm going to mark out all these lines and show you where the household is, show you what it is. Well, today he draws the biggest, boldest line between us, the church, the body of Christ, the believing people of God, and the world. It's the thing that is between us and all of the isms, all of the religions, all of the worldviews and the cults and the occults. That we confess the Son, and they do not. And I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, if you're a religious studies major there, you're done, right? Everyone agrees or disagrees on who Jesus is. That's that's it. Hand that in. You know, if it's a 500-word essay, just copy and paste it, right? I don't know how the grade will go, so don't take that for <laughs> for 100%. But that's, that's the gist of it. That we confess the Son, and they do not. We in Him, in the Son, have, have knowledge and have eternal life, and so we are on the side of truth. And everyone else listens to lies. Now please turn in your Bibles with me to, to the Gospel of John, chapter 18. And I th- was thinking and praying on this, and yeah, I just kind of you know got excited because I was like, hey, you know, about a year ago, uh, we were going through the Truth Project, and I was like, hey, this is a huge emphasis of, of the first episode, and it's a really good series to sit down and go through the basics of Christianity. Um, but Del Tackett asked this question, you know, why, why did Jesus come into the world? You know, what, what was his purpose? And this is, this is the passage he brings up of, of what, is, what is the Lord doing. But... uh. Chapter 18 of the Gospel of John, verses 36 through 38. And as as Jesus is brought before Pilate and, and the, the leaders have, have given him over and, and wanted him to be crucified and, and everything's taking place, Jesus and Pilate have these conversations between each other. And uh, this takes place in these verses. Jesus answered Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom... Were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I may not have been delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not of this world. Then Pilate asked him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said, what is truth? And he, he didn't wait for the answer, right? The verse goes on and says after he said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them the fact that, you know, he's sitting there talking with the blameless lamb and then he states this, I found no guilt in him. Because what is a Passover lamb supposed to be? Spotless, without blemish. And no one could find fault in him. This is the purpose that Jesus was born into the world. To bear witness to the truth. This is why Jesus came to tell the world the truth, the truth of God, the truth of the brokenness of humanity, the truth that there is truth, right? (laughs) It's like, hey, by the way, there's truth, right? And that there are (laughs) lies. And if we are the ones of truth, then we will listen to the voice of Christ Jesus we will not mock or scoff his words. No, we will stand upon them. And we will cling to them, and we will proclaim them to the world that is in need. And this is this is the dividing line. You know, Jesus is always seen as like this this hippie mantra guy. That he's he's got your back. He's you know you ever have that T-shirt? Madonna actually wore it back in the day, like ten years ago, probably <laughs> maybe twenty. And uh, and it was Jesus is my homeboy. You ever hear? Remember those T-shirts? No. Well, it's out there. Okay. I got one nod. We should should Google it and have it up on the slides. But, But Jesus divides. He is the narrow way. The Lord states it like this. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father and daughter against his mother and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake... We'll find it. You know, the Prince of Peace brings a sword. For he is the lion in the sand. You know, as we've you know talked about here and there in Sunday school and, and seen throughout it, is that in the book No Reason to Hide is that our current culture is leaving us with no room to to ah I I'm just gonna sit here in my corner. But but the truth is, as we looked at that, is that we should always stand for Christ in whatever culture we find ourselves in. We are called to share Christ Jesus because He alone is the hope for humanity. Because in Him we find life and everything else, as we've seen in 1 John, everything else that does not abide in the Father or is not of the Father is passing away. John Writes this in verse 21. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. The letters of the New Testament are written to the church to encourage the sheep, the flock to urge us to live in light, live in the light, the light of what Jesus has done, to walk in the truth so we will not be of the lie. The Lord states it like this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will not perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. And those That believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ are granted eternal life. They will not perish, no matter what happens in the here and now. No one can take them from His hand. Uh, You know, we we look at the subject of sheep, right? You know, the big, ferocious animal of the kingdom. No? Right? Sheep are, are, you know, I don't see a sheep and go, run, it's attacking, right? (laughs) No, oh, it's gentle. I mean, they're bitey, right? But <laughs> be careful. <laughs> but it's an animal that needs guidance, needs grace, and a shepherd. As we believe upon the Lord, we are, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. We have his word poured forth in our hand, hopefully, right? daily after after day after you know with months and years we can we can pour into this world and it changes us because it, it has agency it's it 's living and active it transforms us by the renewing of our mind. We can hear his voice. We can, we can read it. We can, we can listen to it, right? The cool thing about audiobooks and not being able to pronounce all those Old Testament names is you don't have to, and I can try to butcher them, but we can all just listen to them and say, Ah, yeah, that's how you say Abim Black. That's how you say you know this or that. Abimadad. That was one of those cool ones from Ruth. <laughs> and we can know it. We can meditate it, upon it. We can memorize it. And we can do as the psalmist says. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. And we do it. We do it because of this, as another psalmist states: Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right? You ever get up, Dad's in the middle of the night, right? You gotta heard something. Gotta check the locks. You're you taking a flashlight with you or your phone, right? Because you you're watching out for that Lego. You know it, right? It's out there somewhere and it's looking for you. It's, it's got a mission too. <laughs> you know, if we're lost, if it's dark, run to it. Run to Him. Pour into Him and He will pour into you. you know, the world is hungry for spiritual experiences. We all want to feel something more we all want to be about something more, and we want it now, right? I mean, even now, we, in our society, fast food is not fast enough. I'm like, yeah, it has gotten slower, but, you know, I am getting older, so maybe I'm just impatient. I don't know. It's, I think it's both. <laughs> yeah. But we want those things now. We want satisfaction now. We want to download the app, and we don't even want to see the little circle thing. It just needs to be done, right? But when it comes about being a sheep, being in the fold of the Lord, it comes to taking time. It comes to taking time to listen, time to deal with the hurts and pains, time and the, the, the bad word, discipline. Right? You know, <laughs> It takes taking it one day, one step at a time and just going forward. Is going forward, and, and knowing that you're not in it alone, right? Christ, our high priest, is with us in our struggles, in our ups and downs, and we can cast our cares upon him who cares for us. But we also have the body to be together, to bear one another's burdens. You no, know, and it is all worth it because along the way we experience and know. The love of the good shepherd who has come for us who has laid down his life for the sheep John goes on in, in verse 22 I like this clarifying thing right who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ and then he goes on he says this is the antichrist he who denies the father and the son if you look through John it's very much evident Throughout it, that it is the, I and the Father in one. It's the arguments, it's the I'm statements, everything he's making the point that Christ didn't claim to just be some rabbi; he claimed to be God incarnate here in the flesh to deal with what has overwhelmed us. And you can look at any cult, any isms, and everything, and they will they will disagree with that central hub of Christianity because well, they they don't. No, they want to draw people to to themselves and not to to Jesus. Now, it is the big, bold line that if the family members we love, if the co-workers we enjoy working with, if the isms, the religions, or the person down the street deny that Jesus is the Christ, then they are of the lie. You know, last week we heard many antichrists have come. And this is, this is what, you know, that, that entails is that anti, this is, this is anti what Christianity proclaims. What the, what the prophets and the law point to, that Jesus is the offspring given, the child born, the everlasting one come to redeem us. Right, it's very evident within the prophets and everything that it is talking about Yahweh physically coming to deal with the sins of his people, and that is fulfilled in the person and work of Christ. It's amazing. You know to disagree with that is to live in the lie. It points back to, to what to what Paul states in Romans. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Now, and, and, you know, take away the Jesus factor for a minute, right? But if you suppress that there was a bank robbery, or you suppress that you know we stole something from this or that, you're you're living in the lie. You are a, a liar. Right, And that's what John is, is saying here is that if they don't agree with us, then they are a lie. They are a liar. And that is humanity's problem. That we have gone our own way thinking this or that will lead us to life. But history has shown, and I, and I love this quote from Erwin Luther from the book No Reason to Hide, is that substituting man for God has always brought about negative consequences. I mean, just open up a history book and you'll see it. You know, you'll, you'll go, oh, yeah, this was a bad idea. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much all of history. Bad idea after Genesis 3. <laughs> yeah. The good ideas are here. The good ideas are winning because God is of the truth. God is true. And he is the light. So the question always comes up, right? Especially in the, the matter of worldviews sometimes of, of all of this and, and back and forth is why? And why does it matter? Why do do all these things center upon Jesus? Why can't we stop talking about this man that lived 2,000 years ago? I'm like, well, the the truth is, is that he's still alive and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's going to come and place his kingdom here and it will fill the earth. Well, John talks about this in verse 23. No one who denies the Son will, has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. And this is the part where you know, the Jews are understanding what Jesus is saying, pick up stones to kill him many times throughout the Gospels because that's, they knew what he was claiming. Some people are like, oh, he didn't really mean it. I'm like, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, he's saying it in the culture of the time, and they knew exactly who he was claiming to be, and that's why they killed him. Fulfilling prophecy, you know, it's like, interesting. He is the narrow way. It rings out, as, as John states in one of his I am statements, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And that always brings up the other question, right, of, well, why is Christianity true and all these other religions aren't? There's several books of great apologists that have dealt with that and, and just myriads of books that you can go and, and look at different answers and see that this is the truth of it. It's because Jesus is the Word from God. Period. All of the Old Testament is the shadow that points to the person. Right? That's what a shadow does other than if you're Peter Pan it kind of does its own thing. right? But... The shadow shows us that someone is standing there. It's all pointing, the prophets and the law, all of it is pointing to the person and work of Christ Jesus. That he is God in the flesh. Where others, yes, made claims and and still make claims. I was listening to a sermon by Pastor Mike Winger the other day in the Gospel of Mark series that I've been listening to. And he's like, you should Google it. And I haven't yet, but he's like, you know, going through a bunch of them, that there's false messiahs here, there's false messiahs there, there's all these people that that even today claim it, that, that yeah, you can you can claim it, but he proved it, right? He fulfilled to the point of birth and to the point of death, which are the hardest two to do, right? You know, that he is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Many others may have been about helpful hints in the darkness, but he is the light. Others may have had guesses on what the afterlife is, but he arose from the grave, entered heaven on our behalf, and holds the keys to death and hades. All right You ever go to the mall, you ever lose the family, but guys if you've got the keys you're in charge. you can go sit in the car, have the AC on hmm, you're good, read your book you know you don't have to sit in that you know. Maltes just smell weird, right? Can we, all, can we all admit that? You know, it's like the pretzels and the popcorn and then that fruit juice stand are all like mixing and that's where you're waiting with all the bags. Like, oh, what is that? <laughs> but if you hold the keys, you're in charge, right? They have to find you. <laughs> but thankfully, we have a God that has found us, that has come down the path to be the light that whoever comes to him may enter now, Christianity is not guesswork no it is a cry heard it is finished Right, the three words that changed the course of human history it is finished the wrath of God is satisfied in Christ the son alone and that is why there is no other way to heaven we, the church, proclaim this and we hold to it and declare what is first declared by the Lord and then attested to. I like that word, right? It's attested to those that heard Him. And this is, this is a cool verse reference, but it's Hebrews 2, 3, and 4. And the author talks about this is what's going on, is that the Lord attested to it. People that heard Him, the apostles and their disciples, attest to it as well of what they have heard. And then... We point to the truth because God also bore witness through signs, wonders, and various miracles. And that's the Gospels. That's the light seen and shown through Galilee and all of the world. But John goes on in verse 24 of 1 John chapter 2, writing this, Let what you have heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. Now let us pour over the words of Christ Jesus. I love how, how no matter how long it's been, going to the Gospels is always refreshing. Because Jesus is unlike anyone in history. The way he loves people, the way he lives, the way he even died. The resurrection, the ascension, it all stands tall. But even the simple things are remarkable through the Gospels. His care for crowds without a shepherd. His heart for tax collectors and sinners. That we would pour over it and that we would love to tell the old, old story time and time again. That's another good hymn, right? I love to tell the old, old story. So it would be known, right? Keep on talking about it. Keep on talking about it. Keep on talking about it, right? You're going to hopefully get to someone, right? Just let it be known. For in this story, or, or rather in the person that is central to the story, life is found. Right, Jesus says it to the Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees. It's like, you pour over the words thinking they have eternal life, but they point to me. Right? It's a bold claim for a first century Jew that just kind of like happens to know all these things and say all these things. I'm like, no, it's not, just, it's not just a rabbi. It's not just a rebel. It's not just some revolutionary son, son of God, God in the flesh. We need to hear him. We need to abide in him, and we need to have him abide in us. Please turn in your Bibles with me to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. I only kind of made reference to this verse, but this uh, is really cool. (coughs) The verse is about the agency of the word of the Lord. But Hebrews, or sorry, yeah, I know that. Did I say Hebrews 4? I meant Hebrews 12. I apologize. Yeah, Hebrews 12, and 2. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> I'm like, woo! Got too many things going on. <laughs> uh, but Hebrews 12. Yeah, Hebrews, yeah. The author here writes in verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. And the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and was seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now this is the therefore of Hebrews 11, of what is called the the hall of Of faith instead of you know the Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Faith had all these different stories, all these different people from Abraham to Moses to all these others that walked with God and trusted the Lord. What are we supposed to do with that? John wants believers not just in in union, right? Not just justified freely and forever, but he, he wants them to have communion. With the Trinity, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, fellowship. Right? It's a it's a book of fellowship that we are called to to be in fellowship together. That we would run the race. You know, and, and what is that race? How, how does that how does that correlate? You know, it's fellowship in this life. It's it's walking with the Lord of all through all things having endurance endurance means to have tenacity to have the will to go on even in hard times to press forward that even when hard times are thrust upon us that we would courageously stand for the Lord and it's also telling us that there's going to be distractions Right? There's going to be distractions and we need to lay them aside, and that there's going to be sin that looks so appealing and so sleek and so shiny, as we talked about last week, that we are encouraged to look elsewhere, right? To fix our gaze upon Him. Who came for us. And that's the amazing thing about a about a race and using that illustration is that you know there's a track and everything and you have a goal and set out. And sometimes it's it's not very easy to say we're the roller coaster, right, Don? It's not easy to say, where is it going? Well, I don't know, but trust Jesus, right? <laughs> you know, hold on to the bars. know, I, I thought about this <coughs> excuse me. Uh, this last week, you know, when we're driving. We kind of pay attention, right? Hopefully, right? You know, uh, don't be texting or anything. You know, drive safely. Keep aware of your surroundings. But I, I've always kind of thought about it. Of like, you know, we kind of pay attention. We have the steering wheel. We're talking, listening to music, and everything. But man, when there is ice, when we're driving through a snowstorm, how more central to our life does that awareness become? Right? We're clinging to that steering wheel. We're we're staying focused because you know we have our passengers. We have our loved ones. And that it becomes a lot more central in the hard times. So that, that's a huge thing about, you know, there's different, different times of the race. It might be easygoing. It might be okay. And There's going to be times that it's going to be squeezing and kind of, you know, narrow. And, and it's going to make us have questions, but to struggle through all of that and to fix upon Jesus through it all. We are encouraged to look upon Christ. We are encouraged to fix our eyes upon Him who came for us. And then I love how John ends with verse 25 here. And this is the promise that He made to us. Eternal life. Right, I, I love the Gospel of John. I love the the first, uh, the, well, the three books of John and, and even anything that he wrote, even Revelation. You know, it's just like he had such a relationship, such a, you know... He sat by Jesus, he laid upon his bosom, he, he knew him. He was most likely one of the younger disciples of the time, is some, what some scholars say. So just to see his, his outlook sometimes is amazing. But if we hold to him, if we hold to Christ, we know that God is a God who keeps his promises and that we will have eternal life through his Son. You know, that is an amazing truth that that Christ offers to the world salvation from everything that has overcome us. You know, in our world today, there's many jars of peanut butter, right? Who's gone down the bread aisle lately? It's like 45 different kinds of bread. 10 or 15 kinds of peanut butter and 50 jellies, right? <laughs> it's like, what do you what do you choose, right? And we walk down the aisles of the grocery store, and there's there's so much to choose from. You know, take a car lot, for example, or candy stores, or even even clothing, right? And we have all these different choices, it's all about choice, it's all about the big flashy billboards of like the ads that say you can't skip this one, I love that, I was like that's hilarious, you know just sitting there with the cursor in the car trying to click off of it, right, you know I got something, they'll come up with something where you can you can skip those ads somehow <laughs> but, but you know that's the world we live in, I think some come to this point of of, of thinking that it's fair to say that if there's all of this choice then I, have, then I have choice of whom I worship, right? And that's actually a, a founding notion of this nation, right, is that we have freedom of worship, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, to speak our mind, and it's a great and glorious blessing that we've had, right? Now, there is choice. There is choice. It is, it is an unalienable right of our Creator, as it was written. But there is only one choice. It's me or him, right? You know, there is only one that has the cure for what we have. There is only one that holds out life everlasting to all that would come to him. You know, the truth is, is that there is a lot of isms and religions and et They offer life. They offer blessings. They offer it now, right? You can have it now. (laughs) and It's a guarantee for only $5.99, you know, five easy payments of $19.99. You can have it now, right? Take these three steps. Put this, you know, literally there's this televangelist that said, here, take this panel of metal and and put it under your pillow and God will bless you with money. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you're talking about and seeing in the world. That's an old one, but... It was. It really stood out. Of like, really, like, but, but it worked. It worked. He, he made a lot of money. But the truth is, is that a lot of those cures, are filled with poison. We, we have a choice, and, and, and Jesus clearly asks us, what do we think? As he's asking his disciples, you know, hey, what are people saying about me? What's the, what's the word on the street, right? You know. Oh, I, you know, they think you're John, they think you're Elijah, they think you're this or that. Well, who do you say that I am? Right? It's one of the, you know, the turn, central turning points of the gospel of Mark, of like, you know, what do you say? And then it changes. His whole ministry is now going towards Jerusalem. And it was all about proving who he was, seeing what they said, and then going to what he was here for to die for sinners. You know, there are millions of opinions of who Jesus was in his but the truth matters and it is our responsibility to deal with and answer you know well is he a myth is he a misunderstood man is he is he a madman or a devil or something worse or is he my lord and my god right you know, the church is is urged to cry out these words in every age agreeing with what peter has stated and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's it. It is the way. He is the way. Let us confess the Son and proclaim him to the world. For he alone is life and light and grace for everyone's soul. I'll let's uh, close in a word of prayer. Father God, we, we thank you for today. Thank you for the moisture, and thank you for time of fellowship and time of prayer and, and to worship and to study your word. Lord, we thank you for your great love, that you love us us sinners, that you sent, our, sent your son to die for us. In our hour of need, at our weakest time being in utter rebellion, the light shines in the darkness and that nothing overcomes it. And and all these different opinions are out there, but the, the truth of who your son is rings out throughout the ages and throughout the generations that He was lifted up, that whoever looks upon the Son and, and believes in His name has eternal life. And we just praise You for that, that we can, we can gather together and, and, and study and be refreshed and encouraged and equipped as the church, and then to go out and, and to be about proclaiming the message, to tell the old, old story until we see You face to face. Help us. Encourage us to, to live in light of the truth of your word, to, to aim to please you throughout our days as we work, as we walk, as we as we talk with one another, as we you know, do laundry and, and work our jobs, Lord. And whatever lot you have in our life for us, that we would be about serving you and being spent for you, Jesus. And we thank you. Thank you for your wondrous and wonderful love. Mm. And just thank you for today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.